Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No. No. See, somebody sent me a video actually last Friday and it had you talking at the socialist community. Oh, right. yes, yes, yes. And you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. This is John Ansell for the Liberty NZ podcast. This is a session I've been looking forward to for quite a while. Um, it features three ladies who've been, I've got to say this properly, shed on, shed on uh, by people who've been um, injected with uh, what I think most of us who are awake these days uh, recognise as the communati or perhaps uh, communisti bioweapon, laughingly known as a vaccine or perhaps a jackscene in honour of the uh, the person we know best who is um, distributing it. And the three people are um, Dr. Alana Ratner, who um, was mentioning the other day, or talking the other day, about a friend uh, who had experienced this phenomenon. She herself, Alana, had been shed on also, so knew all about the magnetism. Uh, and uh, Alana, perhaps you could you could introduce your friend, and I will then introduce uh, another lady who listened in on that on that interview that we did, and recognised uh, and was very relieved to uh, hear somebody else suffering what she had also been suffering. So I'll just have a quick chat to um, just just say hello to all of us uh, at the moment before we ask Alana to talk to Lynn. So Lynn, uh, Lynn, hello. Hi. How, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Good. And uh, Ofa, how are you going, Ofa? Good, thank you, John. Thank you. Good. And uh, so we'll be talking to you a bit later. I think we'll have uh, Alana introduce Lynn first. Hi, Alana. Hi. Hi, John. Nice yeah. to talk to you again. Great. Yeah, just, just uh, tell us how you, you and Lynn came to know each other. And then after Lynn has told us uh, of her experiences... Uh, I, I can have a chat to Ofa, who I've, I've got to know a, a little bit as well. Over to you, Alana. Well, I met Lynn um, a while ago, and, and she is a, a massage therapist and holistic healer in Wellington, and she had been massaging a, pa a client who had proclaimed to be unvaccinated and at the end of the session announced that she was vaccinated and after that um, Lynn has developed some dreadful symptoms which no doubt she will tell you about herself which I think um, have started because of the transfer of some substance between the skin of her client and Lynn's hands for over an hour massaging 
this lady. Um, so warm skin on warm skin, a perfect transfer medium for things like graphene oxide, for example. And um, yeah, or I don't know how the spike protein could transfer the skin through the skin and, and all of everything that we say here is, is um, conjecture because we don't know for certain what is in these vaccines. There's two unidentified ingredients that Pfizer does not have to acknowledge because they're under patent. But the best bet that we can go by is that there's been some sort of electromagnetic change. And Lynn will talk about that when she speaks of her experiences with Wi-Fi and 5G and microwave towers near where she lives. Hmm. So, okay. So, so Lynn, perhaps you could, perhaps you could pick up the story. The the interesting thing from our point of view, or the point of view of the audience, I guess, is that both of you uh, were massage therapists. So, Lynn, perhaps you could um, tell us about your your rather awful experience. Yeah, thanks. And thanks for the opportunity. I actually knew back in August one day I would be perhaps enlightening others as to how to get well. And um, it's certainly been the, the biggest journey I've been on. And I've been on a health journey since I was 17 and I'm now 53. So my experience was um, I knew not to massage. So I was massaging part time and I had known this client for a lot of years and she told me she had changed her mind and wasn't going to have the jab. And then um, I was going to remind her at the end of that massage, you know, listen, and I'm going to do a 28-day stand down like the photos I showed you in Melbourne. With um, There was practitioners in Melbourne, and one of them was my friend's close friend. Um, I'm concerned about magnetism because I've seen photos firsthand from people, you know, that know people. It's not just something that people are making up on, online and making fun TikTok videos and having a laugh about. It's pretty serious. Um, unfortunately, mm. she didn't tell me she had changed her mind and I didn't check before the massage. Um, at the end of that massage, she said, oh, by the way, I've had the vaccine. And I went, oh, my God, have you? And that my day changed, you know, my life changed in that moment. Um after she left, mm. I was about to go and leave the house to, for an appointment and I just saw a voice said to me, put a fork on you and it stuck. And it's the most disgusting feeling. Like it, it, it actually um, is grabbed by something inside of me, the, the feeling that I had for nine days. And um, when I'd put later on, when I got home, I went to my parents and they were saying, wash the spoon, you know, wash the spoon. They were going, what's going on? And... Um, Anyway, I got home and I put like about eight things across my chest and they all stuck and then I made a video and sticking to my back and my neck and I stopped doing it because the feeling when I did that, it was, um, I also had a five day blazing 24 hour headache that nothing would cure. I couldn't even sleep, um, you know, I'd sleep for two hours um, and that, I stopped sticking it on me because the feeling was this, this it was such an invasion. It was the most disgusting feeling. And it, it made it um, all gravita everything kind of, it just enhanced it all. You know, when I put this stuff, aluminium, silver, and stainless steel on my skin, it, it pulled to that area. And that area, my collarbones, and it was really sticking to the and it sticks to a lot of unjabbed people's magnetism. A lot of it happens on their upper chest their decolletage and their collarbones. And when I'm around, and I can talk later about the Wi-Fi and stuff, but when I'm around Wi-Fi now, 
or two phones or several phones on at once, it booms inside my collarbones and my sternum. And that's where I feel it in my bones. And I can share another part of the journey later, but that's, you know, that that's the initial first five days. Mm. Yeah, it was a it was horrific. And my, I just had my son's online funeral for his father two days prior. Oh. So he came back to his, to his mother in bed for two months, pretty much. Oh. Mm, yeah. Oh. Couldn't even cook. Couldn't even cook or do laundry for like a couple of weeks. So when everyone was in lockdown, I'd already been in bed a week. I was in bed in that August lockdown in Wellington, and I was still in bed after it. And then for another most mm. of September, I spent in bed. If I went out, I had to stay in bed for eight days after going into into EMFs. Well, yeah. these these uh, traumas don't come in ones, do they? Sometimes. Um, but uh, now perhaps we could now bring in. Olfa, who's been listening patiently and, and possibly going ditto <laughs> quite a bit. How does that sound to you, Olfa, compared with what you've been going through? And uh, perhaps you could tell us your, your story and how you came to be in, the, in a similar position. Sure. Uh, Lynette, just listening to you, um, you've definitely got it a lot worse than me. Uh, I'm emotional. Yeah. <laughs> because it's actually affected has affected me on many levels. Um I I messaged my vaccinated sister uh three and a half months ago. I had heard of the shedding and I have been massaging her for twenty years. So I didn't want her to think that I was going to treat her any differently because that's what I always do. So I massaged her neck and shoulders for an hour. And I just knew that I don't, because it just felt really strange massaging her because I just knew she was, she was vexed and I didn't know what was being transferred into me. But I did it as an act of love, as I usually do. And then the next morning when I woke, I felt like my my hands were quite electric. And then my orifices down below felt like the sensation of worms and in my scalp. During the massage, I had an itch on my eye, so I wiped and rubbed my eye. And after that, my eye... Um, had a rash over it and it took about two months to heal it was weeping and then I just my hands they they peel they bleed they they crack and I've I've lost the, the prints on my hands they're not the same and they just don't feel the same so it's I only I was suffering in silence I didn't know what was going on with me and then I heard the podcast. I had to listen to it about six times to think someone else is suffering like me. And that's my journey so far. It's been three months. And um, three months. My, my hands just don't feel like my own. It's, it's, well, thank you, Alpha. Thank you. Well, thanks for your thanks for your courage. I know that was hard. Um, and Lynn, uh, thank you for yours. Alana, 
unless you two would like to say anything to each other, comparing notes, as it were, um, sounds like you've got a lot to compare. Uh, yeah, I, I guess for me, um, I, I feel, you know, I, I feel emotional hearing Olaf and I'm, and Alpha and I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I'm grateful that we've connected through Alana. Alana's been a godsend for me. She was the light in the darkness because I also had the feeling of parasites crawling under my skin. I couldn't sleep, you know, be up at four o'clock in the morning and um, feeling all this wriggling under my skin. And um, and then I became intolerant of Wi-Fi and I've got a 17-year-old who him and his friends can't have Wi-Fi in my house and I can't enter homes with Wi-Fi. And I'll share something later about another person I've heard about with the electronic problem. But I'm grateful that, um, you know, we don't have to be silenced because it's a, I call it an inconvenient, invisible illness. And it's, and, it's, and it's the most disgusting thing I've ever experienced in my life. And no one really, really, some people just don't care because they're on a so different narrative. It, you know, it's not something they can conceive of. It's a bit like when people have, I've got so much more compassion. I've always had compassion, but a deeper feeling for people who suffer, you know, things like chronic fatigue or depression where you can't see it. And you just, it's kind yes. of abandonment. And when, and then when all of, you know, most of your country is going and doing some different path, it's even worse because you're not yes. even acknowledged. And then you see videos on your government's website saying what you're going through is not real. And that was the most disgusting on another level of, you know, you're, you're actually making us out to be liars. You know, you're telling us to put talcum powder on and that our skin is sticky. When we're going through yeah. the most horrific invasion of our physical bodies. And mm. I think something about both of us and Alana is we care about health. Mm. And so that's another mm. part of it, you know. There's so many layers. And I just have to know that I had to pray. I, I've never prayed more in my life. And I'm, you know, I'm deeply connected to you know, whatever you want to label, you know, the unseen energy. Uh, but I've never been more praying in my life ever than those moments and praying that I would be a vehicle to help other people come free from, you know, this secret that we're supposed to live with. It's disgusting. It's, it's a violation. That's a wonderful thing about what you two are doing, you three, um, is you are, you, are, you are suffering and you are using your suffering to help others, it's rather like um, that. That other wonderful high-profile sufferer, Casey Hodgkinson, who is making the best of her situation, like like you two are. And I, I can't commend you high enough, highly enough for what you're doing. You could just suffer in silence. You are both taking risks. Um, I think you are both. You've both experienced uh, perhaps a certain amount of social shunning. Uh, and yet you're doing this, and I'm, I'm rather emotional listening to you both, because hopefully, just as Ofa, you derive benefit from listening to Alana talking about Lynn, uh, hopefully others will hear you and your emotional testimony and experience the same recognition, or at least be warned at least be warned. Elena, perhaps, um, do, you, do you have any thoughts at this time? Would you like to bring in your any medical uh, commentary based on what you've heard from Ofa as well as Lynn? And to 
let us know um, if any of the supplements. Sorry, could could I I I, I personally didn't hear the first few okay. words of your comment. Would uh, you Would you when, mind re repeating? When I first contacted Lynn, we talked about supplements that she could take, which might be helpful. So I sent her a list, and, and that list included NAC, which is N-acetylcysteine, and zinc, and vitamin D, and I think um, quercetin as well at that stage, and um, vitamin C. And she was already on a lot of those, weren't you, Lynn? And I just wondered yeah. how how she's progressed taking those, and I mentioned on hand, and she did as well. So she's got that as well once a week. So I'm just wondering how that's helped, whether there's made a difference with the ivermectin or, or whether there's no difference. What do you think? Well, um, at, at, at a couple of points in August, at late August, when I had um, been given some from someone, um, I would wake up, you know, I would you know, be in this sort of stupor trying to sleep with all this wriggling under my skin. And um, I'd just go, stuff it, I'm going to get up and take that stuff. And I took it, and it stopped immediately. So the feeling that I had parasites under my skin stopped instantly as soon as I took it. Ivermectin. Yeah, and then I yeah. took it for, and I took it wow. for, um, and, I t and I slept for six hours. So that was another life. And it's life to be fake. <laughs> uh, Ivermectin is, has, gets such a bad rap because, I think, because it works and because it's very, very cheap. And you have just yeah. given a testimonial uh, India, for India's got ivermectin. And the provinces in India that used it from the research I've done have had a great, you know, a great success for the people there too. Yes, it's 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 one thing hearing about it uh, from a remote place on the other side of the world. It's quite another thing hearing from someone in Wellington, which is very close to my place, <laughs> um, that it's worked instantly is what you're saying. Yeah, within minutes, uh, the wriggling stops. And the yeah. disgusting yeah. thing is, the disgusting thing is that they know that this works, at least for the flu symptoms of COVID, and they will not allow us, and they have stockpiled it in a warehouse from the chemists and all the stuff that they cons they confiscate coming in across the border through MedSafe, and they're unavailable. And if we had access to it, it is so cheap and so effective that these symptoms could possibly be cured. I don't know. But um, I had a bit at home and I gave that to Lynn. I haven't got any left, otherwise I would give it to Ofa. But we are trying to bring in a whole lot under a parallel jurisdiction and hopefully um, we can do that. And if we can, then we can make it available very cheaply or free to anyone that needs it. But that's, that's a work in progress, and I can't guarantee that that will happen. But this is not about health, and, and I don't know what what the government thinks when people like Lynn and Ofa say they have these experiences and they just completely disbelieved. And one of the worst things about all of this is that lack the intentional removal of people's dignity and the intentional refusal to validate them as people, as humans, as people in, that are suffering, the government just wipes them off the face of the earth, basically, and sends them home with the diagnosis of being anxious or neurotic or hypochondriac. Yeah. And it's disgusting the way people are treated. 
perhaps if there's anything that that confirms that this is uh, a deliberate murder of people, a genocide, is the withholding of ivermectin, a a Nobel Prize winning uh, creation that is, I think there have been, is it 40 billion or 4 billion doses given to human beings, which they pretend is just given to horses, but 4 or 40 billion to human beings to great effect. Uh, And uh, because it's cheap and big pharma can't make a buck out of it, they deny it to people who are suffering like this. Uh, And if if that doesn't tell you what Jacinda Ardern's uh, agenda is, I don't know what does. Jacinda Ardern is the most evil, deceptive, duplicitous mass murderer in this country. And she deserves everything that's coming to her. She has caused so much suffering and so much grief in people like Ofa and Lynette and in families of people who've lost loved ones. And I can speak of many, many more people in my area that are extremely sick, Seen, And she yeah. just ignores them. Because you're at the them. eye of the storm. She just yeah. ignores them and tells them they're anxious. And how dare she do that? Mm. Herself hasn't even she? had the vaccine because she's the leader of a country. Therefore, it's illegal for her to have an experimental medication of any type while she's the leader. So she is a liar. She is a killer and she is a life her to turn around and say that we should all be kind is such a slap in the face. And if I could stand in front of her and slap her in the face right now, I would do it repeatedly and very, very forcefully because I have yeah. only contempt for that woman. I, um, I, I have to apologise to the nation because I had her in my sights after the Christchurch massacre and uh, her security detail were off getting muffins. And <laughs> my wife at the time said the look on my face was one of pure hatred. I could see straight through her then. Um, she arranged that. Uh, but more, more so now. Yes, well, that's another, that's another, that's the other issue about that. But um, I wanted to pick up on, on how you know that she didn't have the vaccine. You, there's something about the look of the serum wasn't there Elena? Well, first of all they put a plaster on her arm I have never in my entire career seen any nurse put a plaster like that on someone's arm before they have a vaccine so we couldn't actually see whether the needle was in her skin or not the second thing is the fluid in the syringe was clear if there was any fluid in there and the vaccine when it's um, mixed up and shaken is is quite cloudy it's a sort of cloudy, yeah. um, viscous material. So I think it was empty and that they just injected air against her skin. They didn't put the needle in. Why would they have had to put the the um, plaster like they did? So there are quite a few mm. things they and lots of people picked show, up on they? that. They didn't, they didn't draw back the needle, which you always do. You always draw back to make sure you're not in a blood vessel. They didn't draw back. We couldn't see the needle entering her skin, there was either nothing in there, in which case they injected air into air, or there was saline, in which case they injected saline into her. But I don't think they injected anything because they didn't draw back the needle. Mm. It would be good to get that video, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it, Grant, um, to get to, to have a, a close look at that video? Somebody may must have it somewhere. But thank you, 
uh, ladies. And Alana, you, you're in the eye of the storm, um, perhaps more than anyone, or certainly one of the one of the people from NZDSOS who are getting all of this information all the time about suffering. I don't know how Actually, you I would like to say get through the day sometimes. Can I say yeah. something just here? Um, with this big upsurge in myocarditis and pericarditis after the vaccines, and my goodness, there are hundreds if not thousands of people with it, and quite severely so. And I know a very, very brave lady in Tauranga, Olivia, who we made a video of a week or so ago, which is now on the net. But Olivia has every symptom of myocarditis on top of her pulmonary embolism. And she is um, so sick that she cannot rise from a chair without getting severe chest pain and severe shortness of breath. And I have seen her and she's very unwell. And she's been back and forth to the hospital several times and they tell her that she's anxious. And they say that she has not got myocarditis because her enzymes, her cardiac enzymes, are not elevated. It just goes to show that the hospital doesn't know what they're talking about. Even their specialists don't know what they're talking about. And the incidence, uh, if you have only one-third of the people with myocarditis. Coming and going, Elena. You're coming okay. and going. Would you mind repeating that if last If anyone is, is out there listening, has symptoms of myocarditis, which is chest pain, um, quite heavy, deep chest pain, and shortness of breath, and the doctor says your cardiac enzymes are not elevated, be myocarditis, tell them they don't know what they're talking about because only one-third of patients with myocarditis have elevated cardiac enzymes or ECG changes. The other two-thirds only have the symptoms of shortness of breath and chest pain. And what they need to do to properly assess this is have an MRI scan of your heart or an echocardiogram of your heart to make sure that your ventricles are pumping properly. So there are a whole lot of people out there with myocarditis who have chest pain and shortness of breath who have been told by their GP or the accident and emergency centre that they are anxious and it's all in their head because their GP or the hospital, A&E, have no idea about how to diagnose myocarditis. Two-thirds of patients do not have elevated cardiac enzymes or ECG changes. So if anyone is listening out there and you are in that position, you need to ask for an echocardiogram of your heart and you need to inform the doctors how to diagnose properly. I have got um, the information. I don't... I. I'm banned from Facebook, so I can't put it on Facebook, but I don't know if Grant can link it, link it to the Liberty po podcast page. But um, the truth is that they're not diagnosing it properly. Well, are you banned again? You've just come back after a ban. Yeah, I, 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 put so, <laughs> I, I posted after my 30-day ban, the first thing I posted was um, mentioning about why we should not vaccinate our children, not even using the word COVID or the word vaccine. I just yeah. used the word thing, and before I even hit post, I was banned for another 30 days. Yes, they don't like you much. So, In other words, you're right over their target. Um, I haven't posted again much and since I got banned. I'm just waiting for my moment. But uh, well done for being banned so often. That means you are a superb uh, doctor. And it says everything about uh, Facebook that they 
only have to hear the name <laughs> Alana <laughs> and they go for you. Um, I think this is this brings me to the subject of, of the caliber of the what I call the great doctors as opposed to the state doctors. You just have to look at somebody like you uh, versus somebody like uh, Susie Wiles. You only have to look at somebody like uh, Tess Laurie talking about ivermectin. You know, and you see, you see great people, and this is what I want to encourage people to think. Um, don't worry about the consensus. We know all about the consensus on another issue. The consensus uh, is wrong. The consens it's a consensus of cowards, in my view, the state doctors. You want to look at the great doctors and the, the way they go the extra mile, like you're doing, uh, by giving that advice. Uh, so many of them, the Matt Sheltons, um, Cindy de Villiers, and many others that I'm aware of. There's a reason why they're in that NZDSOS group, and it's not because they're loonies. It's not because they're incompetent. It's the precise opposite. And this is why I've had, had, had come to, to regard you people so highly, having lived my life believing in that doctors were second to God sort of thing. In their in their in their knowledge, my uh, own so GP says that I my own GP says he's worried about my mental health and that I am yes. delusional. So I said to him, yes. "Well, we'll wait and see who's delusional because it's either me or you, and I truly don't think yes. it's me." <laughs> yes, yes, that's right. And uh, I've been, I've suffered the same uh, sort of accusations. How are you going, Alpha? You still there? Yes, yes, I'm still here. Yeah. Ofa, I, I'm going to post the shung, shungite to you today and I'll try and get some ivermectin from someone for you as well and send. Now, Thank you so Alana, much. Yes. Alana, you've slipped out. You've slipped out. Now, oh, okay, I, heard you say, I heard you say shungite for the first time. I think you probably said it before, but certainly I missed it because of the, the coming and going. So you know, you might want to, before we go back to, Ofa, for any comment, you might just want to talk about that shungite. You, you, you told me about it once. Well, I think a major problem with the shedding is to do with the electromagnetic frequencies coming from people's bodies, and the reactions also have something similar to radiation sickness in that they cause a lot of bleeding in some people, for example, blood noses or um, bruising, or um, changes in periods or little girls of the age of three or four suddenly getting their periods or old ladies of the age 95 suddenly getting their periods for no sinister or um, sick reason. They've just been around vaccinated people. So something is suggestive of a type of radiation sickness. And I think that to counter that, we need to bring our own bodies frequency, electromagnetic frequency back into line with what it should be. This is a COVID-1984 alert. In order to help you to decide when you will take our Pfizer experimental gene altering therapy, we have prepared a simple six-step cost-benefit analysis that even your cute puppy could understand. Ask yourself, will it stop me getting COVID? Will it stop me spreading COVID? Has it been long-term safety tested on humans? Have there been no deaths or injuries caused to date? Are the makers liable for any damage or injury caused? 
Have the makers never been convicted of criminal fraud and fined 2.3 billion US dollars? Even if you answered no to all these questions, your choice is simple. No jab, no job. Just take your bloody shot and shut up. Be brave. Do not comply. And there are a few ways of doing that. One thing you can do is buy a device online that apparently resets the electromagnetic frequency in your home or you can do it naturally. And I, I'm not a person that knows anything about crystals. I'm certainly not into that. I'm going to study it a little more now because I discovered after my own husband was vaccinated and I had um, very bad periods to the fact that I thought I was having a miscarriage and wasn't, um, something mm. called shungite. And shungite is a carbon-based mineral that comes from a place in Russia. And they think that it might have been either pre-Cambian um, carbon deposits or a meteorite asteroid that had landed because it's in a crater-like lake that they get it. And shungite um, puts your electromagnetic frequency back to normal. So it over my heart as a pendant and I sent one to Lynette and I'm who over today because there hasn't been any mail. We were meant to send it last week, but there were no couriers um, working over Christmas, um, ready to go to OFA. And my son, went, that has been a great, great benefit to me. And if I don't wear it, I get headaches around my family who are vaccinated and same with my child. So the Shungite is, is really great, really, really great. The people who sell it, the best places I can find are not in New Zealand. place is a, a company called Shungite Masters, Shungite Masters, and they are um, in Perth, Australia, but they have excellent quality and excellent prices and it takes about 10 days to get here, but it's worth the wait because you cannot guarantee that what you buy in New Zealand is good quality. In fact, most of the stuff I've seen is not. So Shungite Masters, I'm in no way affiliated with them, but I've made about six purchases from them and spent a lot of money with them because their, their quality is so superb. It's reasonably expensive, is it? You um, indicating? No, the the um, pendants that I sent to Lynette and sending to Alpha are fifteen dollars. So the, mm -hmm. and then the shipping is fifteen dollars. So if you're buying quite a few, so I bought a whole lot to give away at once. So the shipping was fifteen dollars for everything. So that's that's wow. the way to do it is to join up with people and, and bring in quite a bit and it's only fifteen dollars, which I think is pretty good considering if you ship from farmers or somewhere in New Zealand it's seven dollars. So it's yes. pretty good. So the, the the good news, I guess, if there's any good news in this, is that there are things that you can do um if you are shed on. Um and uh I saw some uh, de a detox Site, something about detox flit, flitted across my screen yesterday, which, which I think I sent mm. to you, it's, Elena. And it's very the, similar. It's, a, it's almost exactly the same as the one that we um, I figured out um, yes. about six months ago. So I don't know, again, whether Grant can put anything on the Liberty Podcast page, but I can certainly send him links to that. And it is somewhere on my Facebook page, but uh, it's um, probably been removed <laughs> by Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Um, but well, basically, if anyone's got a pen, get in touch with you. Yeah, if anyone's yeah. got a pen, um, it's NAC, N-A-C, and at 600 milligrams a day. And you can get that from 
the chemist, Jacinda's banned its sales in health food shops as far as I know, but you might be lucky. Amazing. Amazing. Yep. Um, and um, zinc, 50 milligrams a day. They run the IU Pure Zinc Restore. Yeah, NAC is uh, capital NAC. If that makes yeah. any difference, capital N. It's capital short for a, a long C, like the old airline. <laughs> and um, a good quality vitamin D. And again, the one that I use is called Clinicians Sunshine D, and that's in chemists and health food shops. So those three, um, NAC, zinc, and vitamin D, are the most important. But um, a high dose vitamin C as well as very helpful, and that's sort of around the 1,000 milligrams a day quantity, which most most. What about Barocca? Is, is Barocca? I use, use Barocca. I don't like artificial So you slipped I don't out, like yeah? artificial sweeteners, and Barocca has got aspartame, but I think at the moment it's an easy one for me to take. So I've been taking two Barocca a day. So that's oh, a thousand. Yeah, that's a thousand milligrams. Um, some of them are a thousand milligrams. Some are five hundred. Ones I've taken are five hundred, and that's also got vitamin B twelve in it. And vitamin B twelve is um, something they have found that disrupts the binding of the spike protein to the ACE two inhibitor, ACE two receptor. Sorry. So it stops the spike protein from binding to the ACE two receptor and entering the cells. So that's vitamin B twelve. So most B you can get most vitamin C's with a B complex, so a BC complex um, tablet would cover you for that. The thing is, there's, there's so much that the great doctors tell us we can do to A, not get the virus in the first place, and B, to treat it. Uh, this is, of course, we're talking now about uh, vaccine injury, but you know, the point still holds that there are so many things you can do to minimise the danger of COVID and none of those things are done by the state doctors and the Prime Minister, despite having so much airtime with which to do it. Because that it's not about health. A lot. No, it's about death. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and it's astonishing. And they want to do this to the children and the concerning thing with children is that they are in such an active state of cell division. The younger you are, the more cell division you have. So they ha And they have a lot more reverse transcriptase in their cells because of that. So they are going to be very, very at oh, risk. What's that about? What's that about? What's, what's that about? I'm going glazy-eyed. Reverse trans what? what? Reverse transcriptase. <laughs> so, so reverse transcriptase is an enzyme in your cell that takes mRNA and mirror images it into DNA. So right. these children who are very young and have high cell division and have high levels of reverse transcriptase in their cells are at very high risk of turning the mRNA for the spike protein into DNA and integrating it into their genome. We are all at risk of that, but children are maximally at risk. So they have a situation whereby they may well end up producing spike protein for the rest of their lives. However long that will allow their lives to be is another question. But they, in theory, could pass that on to any offspring they have if they ever get to the stage of having offspring and if they are able to have offspring, which there's a yeah. huge fertility question. But just to give children that do not need to be vaccinated against a disease that they have a 99 0.9% chance of surviving, 
a vaccine yeah, that but, doesn't work and causes so much harm, that is that is premeditated damage and genocide, whatever you want to call it. That is murder. And in our I think twenty one, less than three weeks. Yeah. yeah, less than three weeks now. Less than three weeks. She Cinder will start comes murdering children after the five year olds. She will kill, maim, and sterilize a proportion of those five-year-olds, none, and of course up to 11-year-olds in the new batch, having already killed a number of teenagers and many, many older people. Um, but she will do that damage to the five-year-old. We know this from experience overseas, don't we? And uh, none of those five-year-olds stand the remotest chance of being of dying from the virus. Is that an overstatement? That's, nope, that's not an overstatement. They've got more chance of being hit by an asteroid. Yes, with Shungite in it. With Shungite in it. Yes. No, Jacinda knows this. Ashley knows this. They all know this because they have the information because we send it to them. So they cannot deny the knowledge of it. And even if it was just a question of us being correct, it should be sufficient to stop the rollout. But yes. there are already children overseas having strokes and heart attacks at the age of five and seven mm. and eight from these vaccines. The simple knowledge that that is happening should stop the rollout. And yeah. there is no reason. They're saying to these children, get vaccinated to save your grandparents and save your siblings. That is lie because yeah. the tra it doesn't stop transmission. So that is an absolute total lie. She is lying to the entire country. She knows she is lying, but unfortunately most people don't know she's lying. That's right. I, I'm, I'm trying to work out what – I'm trying to figure out what what I can do over the next three weeks, and I'm, I'm playing with words, and one combination is did you know, and D-I-D-J-A, that's Jacinda Ardern. Unfortunately, it's also my initials, but forgive me. Yeah, that. that's unfortunate. Uh, wasn't my fault. But <laughs> – but did you know that you can then turn it around, you can have a, a, a numbered one to 300, however many facts or vacts, if you like, v, uh, we can lay in front of people very, very simply, one line at a time, all of these things, like you can get, did you, did you know? But the thing with did you know is you can say at the end of that, you can say, yes, J-A did know. So it's D-I-D-J-A. Yes, J-A did know. And J-A does know, doesn't she? She won't be vaccinating her child. She knows all this. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but we've got to get we've we've got to get it in front of parents in a very simplified fashion. Straighten the ship, somehow make them think more than twice uh, when they take their kids to school. It's the seventeenth of January. She starts to do it. I was told. Now I don't know. I, I think school starts later than that. But then Pem Bird in Murupara told me that they've actually started. Uh, up in his area, the sort of Urawera area, they've actually started on the five-year-olds up there. Oh my goodness! Uh, and the Maori people would know because they are—they're they're admirable in in holding out, which is not, which makes them not the government's friend at the moment. Uh, they've got armoured personnel carriers in Wanganui hunting Maori, not with bullets, probably with KFC vouchers, but they're after them because they're not playing the game. They're not. They're not submitting to the genocide as they should be. And so, yeah, when, when they say that they're coming for their five-year-olds, they're acutely sensitive 
uh, to that. And I think it's just horrific. And people don't know they're generally fast asleep to all this and they think we're terrible. So I think we collectively have to do a better job of of pointing out the damage. And I think this this podcast with Alpha and Lynn and you uh, uh, will hopefully do 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 great good in in helping to spread that message from uh, with your stories of of actual real actual suffering. I don't know what much more we can do because I know people lining up. You know they desperately want their five year olds vaccinated and they have no idea and you you talk to them about it and they don't want to listen they're completely hypnotized so do we do the best we can but i think think yeah. it's a lost we know lost. we know that 30 percent are hypnotized we know that 30 percent are us and there's 40 percent in the middle and if the, the, the if we can get in amongst that 40 percent uh, and get them over to our side we can get as many as 70 percent and of course, we know we know that Jacinda lies about absolutely everything, and she's lying about the numbers vaccinated. I'm told the number in Northland is forty percent, and that the the MPs have been told to lie about it. Uh, so hopefully, um, it's not anywhere near the ninety plus that she is congratulating herself at having achieved for her United Nations Masters. She's to trying to make people feel emotion. that. Yeah. She's trying to make people yeah. feel that. They're the only ones not vaccinated, and therefore they must be bad, and yeah. therefore they should go out and do it. But she's, you know, mm. everything that comes out of that woman's mouth is a lie. That's right, and it's not an exaggeration. We just we don't enjoy saying that sort of thing. It's just that uh, you and I, you know, have this uh, we tendency need to, tell the truth. to tell the truth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a it's it's not a very fashionable tendency, but it needs to be. Um, Lynn and Ofa, you've been rather smothered by us. <laughs> do, do you have any any more experiences, anything you've learned from each other or anything else you'd like to say? Um, for myself, I just want to touch on the children. Um, I'm concerned for them. That's probably why I actually had the courage to speak out. Um, I have my mother's best friend, uh, her daughter, knows of people that know the family of the 12-year-old in Wellington that was bribed with a voucher of food to have the jab, Mm. went home to bed, and he never woke up. That, to me, is enough to stop the rollout right there and then. I just have no idea. It just unfathomable what, what she's actually doing but I am absolutely livid just like you like all of us I cannot believe that people have swallowed this hook line and sinker the mass psychosis and hypnosis that has happened over our country I just it, it's just I'm honestly no words can describe how I feel, but uh, just to stand up and try to be a voice for the people that are um, injured is is something that I hope that Lynette and I can can help going forward because we're suffering, we're suffering in silence, and the fact that doctors think that it's just in your head or and dismiss us or whatever, I'm here in silence because I'm too scared to even go out and know what's happening inside of my fingers. So when I heard that podcast, it was just such a relief 
to know I wasn't thinking like I was sort of going insane with my sensations in my body. You're so not insane. Like, yeah, thank you. Yeah. You're you totally anyone. You are not anyone insane. Who's, no, anyone who's distressed at the moment is exhibiting psychiatric normality. Uh, I, I, I'm much relieved to find out from a psychiatrist that was talking on a Richard Bo, Ricardo Bosi video. Anyone who's beside themselves with worry, especially if they're being affected by the uh, by these effects, uh, you are utterly normal, but you are not normal in the sense that you are much braver than most people. And I'm very proud of you. You are absolutely amazing uh, of you two. Both of you are I, amazing. Yeah, and, Lynn, and Lynn, I know uh, I've been talking to Ofa, that's why I say that, but you've been, you know Lynn better. Um, but it was hard to get you over the line. Well, I mean, you were determined to do it, but it, it was not without trepidation, was it? Ofa, but you've done it now and you've done so well. So Thank well. You, Thank you. I have nothing yeah. but great respect for you two, Ofa and Lynn. I really do. And you are not crazy. You're probably one of the few 30% of people in this country that are not crazy at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully mm. this, and, and Grant, Grant is sitting there in the background. Oh, Grant, you're Grant not crazy. Grant deserves. <laughs> Great respect. Oh, Grant is crazy. We're, we're both crazy. But 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 Grant deserves great respect for bringing this uh, to, for for establishing this podcast, um, and relentlessly so. Again and again, he is standing up and doing great service to this country. And he doesn't get the thanks because he's thanking everybody else. <laughs> but but I want to thank Grant because uh, he's one of the heroes. At this Absolutely. time, and hopefully, this this particular podcast with these two wonderful women and this wonderful doctor will um, will go a bit viral. Let let's try to make it so because it will affect so many so many people in so many positive ways, especially people who are suffering. Anyway, let's do our best to to do that. And, and can I can I just share a little bit there about the mass psychosis and and the hope that's also out there that um, I've got a friend a very close friend in Sydney and she's been suffering her daughter's already had mental health issues and it went next level with you know she couldn't go it was very difficult for her to visit her daughter in hospital with eating disorder because she wasn't vaccinated the mother and um, the father is. So that's just a little backstory. So there's that division that's happening, which is really challenging in families. It's happening within, you know, um, close proximity to me as well. I see that. But on Christmas Day, for example, um, the father of the family tested positive with two rapid antigen tests for COVID. And the, um, the mother and the 14 and 11-year-old negative. So they went out for Christmas Day and the dad stayed home <laughs> with his symptoms. Double Jad was going to get his booster this week, looking for an appointment is what I heard. Goodness. And he happened, thank God. So we're sowing seeds. So it's, 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 I think what's so important is not to de delve down into the, um, the duality of the times that we're living in. And some people refer to it as a spiritual war. It's very psychological because when you are outside of it, looking in, it's horrifying. I felt like I was going to be the crazy lady on the hill in Miramar now I'm divorced. I don't have a, I'm not hiding where I live. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. 
um, wow. that I was going to be the crazy lady on the hill that thinks differently to the whole of my suburb and probably more. And I was I was in bed, um, absolutely blown away by the the sheer numbers of people that were going ahead, you know, not even caring about it being experimental. As I've mentioned before in this forum and in a separate briefing uh, on the 16th of November, as our vaccination rates rise, so somewhat counterintuitively will the proportion of both of cases, hospitalisations and deaths uh, rise amongst those who are fully vaccinated. Somewhat counterintuitively will the proportion of both of cases, hospitalisations and deaths uh, rise amongst those who are fully vaccinated. They know they're not pawns. These people are complicit, and I have sent them multiple emails from very early on with studies from around the world that said the infection fatality rate for COVID is minuscule. They ignored them, and they've sent me Official Information Act, uh, where I sent OIAs to them, and they, their responses are absolutely and utterly absurd. They're full, they, they know full well what's happening. And when I questioned Jacinda Ardern, that was one of my questions. What's the infection fatality rate? Why are you pushing these vaccines on people when you know they're failing in Israel and the UK? They're, they know full well what they're doing. And my saying is that kindness in the face of wickedness is not virtuous. It's evil. And these people are evil. So they must answer for their crimes in some fashion at some point, legally, before the people or a court. So I'm, I'm not giving them an escape hatch because this is a global situation. And if everyone's following the World Health Organization, which is part of the United Nations, no one elected them to do that. We didn't, we elected Jacinda Ardern. I didn't elect Ashley Bloomfield either. So this country, if you believe how it is, voted for these people. And that, therefore, they are accountable. have to be because that's our system if not then we don't have a system anyway back to the Christmas story so we're selling seeds and it's really important to keep our vibration high because we are um, you know there's there's so much hope as well and for example this husband phoned his friend who's a doctor, I think, in Florida, and he told her, him about Dr. Peter McCulloch and Vladimir Zelenko. Mm -hmm. And then he came off and talked to his wife. It's like, oh, no kidding. We've watched his videos three times, you know, for the last, you know, year and a half, Peter McCulloch, mm -hmm. especially, and then Dr. Zelenko. And, um, and then he said, I need all these, in, these, in, these um, you know, what Alana's listing off. Oh, she just happens to have everything in the house and has been given him <laughs> most of those ingredients, all but probably one, since Christmas Day. Great. So, That's... you know, I'm getting goosebumps yeah. because those are the little miracles that we have to hold on to, that we are the 30%, but we're a huge number at 30%. And I think we're more. I think we're yeah. over 40. And, um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm getting goosebumps because it's that holding on. You know, for me in my moment, I didn't know how I was going to get out of my hole. And, and, and Alana was a huge step in that. Like, I don't know where I'd be without that. And that came from me mm. having a tiny voice and getting out of my silence on, an, I think it was a News Talk ZB post. And someone, someone had written, oh, next thing they'll be talking about nanobots and magnetism. And I made the comment 
until that happens to you, you have no idea of the disgusting invasion that that is on your body. Mm. I can talk about it firsthand. And someone's sister contacted me and like, oh, who is she? And then she put me onto her sister, who then put me onto through the Dr. Wharton, Linda Wharton's, um, not not naturopath, sorry, naturopath, Linda Wharton, amazing woman. And um, and and Linda gave me me your phone number to ring you because... (laughs) Yeah, and then I get a phone call on my landline because I couldn't handle EMFs. And I spoke to Alana for over an hour and until you had to pick your son up from school. Yeah. And it was like, oh, my God, there's a, there's a road out. And there's one other lady, speaking of detoxes, called Michelle, and she was on stuff saying, I'm not going to do backdoor spa clients until they've had 30 days. I believe she's brought it down to seven now, clear of the vaccine. And I... I, I, I saw that and thought I've got to ring, I've got to contact her and say she's doing the right thing because of my my injury. And then, and then, I didn't. And someone sent me a detox from her from put um a friend of mine left on the day of the lockdown and went to Costa Rica and she sent me the backdoor spa link to a detox. I went, oh my god, that's the lady I've got a call that I saw on stuff that was standing up with her Mount Everest. And I rang her. I spoke to her for an hour and thirty nine minutes. And seriously, she got me fasting, detoxing, totally guided me through the whole process. And I did like 15 days of broth with two refeeds in between. So five days broth, totally just broth for five days and then a refeed for two days. And I did I did that for three weeks. And that got me out of a lot of the intensity and the parasite feeling. And that. so that with all the other supplements fast-tracked it definitely. Great. And then what yeah. I'm what I'm left with is the electromagnetic field stuff that I cannot be in a house with Wi-Fi, I cannot be, um, you know, going past t- the first time I came out of that lockdown, I felt like I had firecrackers going off in my body, and I'm like, what's that? And then I looked up, and 50 meters away was a was a massive tower. And then I was putting petrol in my my eyes spun out because I'm like, what's happening to my body? I've been in bed for ages, and then I put petrol in my car, and I'm like, why is it prickling my arm? Surely that tower's not not um surely that tower's not reaching my arm mm. and I looked up and there was a blooming tower between the petrol station and the bike shop down in my local suburb another one and I drove off I didn't even put my petrol cap on I was so spun out and people are pointing at my car saying you know your things open and your caps off and yeah that's when the electromagnetic I've been suffering that so it went from the parasites and magnetism to parasites to now EMF like I cannot. If I had, if I came to your house, I'd have to say, "Can you please turn off the Wi-Fi?" And that, and that is, you know, it prickles. I can feel it. I can walk in home and I know it's on if my son's home by himself. And mm. I've only just learned for the first time, because you do feel like, why am I the only one experiencing this in my whole country or world right now that I know of? And I just found out that a woman whose husband had it, had the um, jab, she has had to get all electronics out of her house every single electronic out, and everyone that visits has to leave their phone in the car. And I wonder so if we, we're all sensitive and we should all, you know, we should probably all have no Wi-Fi in our house because it's affecting us on an un, unseen basis every day, even people that, you know, even prior to this vaccine, it's probably mm. been adversely affecting us ever since they put the first radio waves out after the war. So, you know, your body is reacting mm. normally <laughs> to what's happening mm. I think in the next year they might make sh- they might ensure that happens anyway. There's going to be very a great number of differences 
uh, in the next in the coming year, according to the information that I've been watching. So we may not have cell phones. Um, it could be a very different world. We can do we this must... in New Zealand. We can oh. cut ourselves off from the whole thing because we are a small little country at the bottom of the world and we can be self-sufficient. And if we can mm. overthrow the government, then we can. We can cut ourselves off completely from these global, evil, demonic people mm. and just be New Zealand in the bottom of the world, surrounded by ocean, yeah. and we don't need to import or export. We have everything here that we like it. Go away. Go somewhere else. Yeah. The, um, yeah. the immediate task, it seems to me, and it's also a useful thing from a communication point of view and a waking up the people point of view, is this three weeks minus one day, I think, to the murder of five-year-olds. Now, mm -hmm. I don't mean to call that useful in any other way that, than that it focuses the mind somewhat, or it ought to focus the mind of especially parents of five-year-olds to the worst thing that can happen to them. Uh, and they're asleep too many at the moment, so the challenge is how to get their attention between now and the 17th. And that is not just the only task, but it's if we could achieve that task, if we could achieve that task, of course, we can then achieve all the other tasks. Yes, that's true. But, uh, I think we need to straighten the ship and focus the beam and really major on that particular, notwithstanding the suffering that these two wonderful women are doing, um, what is going to be, um, well, it's going to get more more people's attention if we if we start with the the imminent deaths of five-year-olds um, and then we can move to mentioning all the other things. But it seems, we sh it seems to me we should have that single-minded focus as much as possible between now and that date. You are correct. And make this woman, this woman who is supposed to be a mother, a kind, caring mother. Well, we she's see a kind, kind caring, caring mother. She wouldn't be in politics. Kind. Yeah, the three of you are kind, caring mothers. Ofa means love, does it not? In yes, Tongan, Ofa. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, and you are you are quite um, patently, obviously, a kind, caring mother. So is Elena. So is Lynn. You're you're a mum too, aren't you? I. Yes, I've got a seventeen-year-old who loves yes. electronics. <laughs> yes, I don't. I just don't know you as well. That's right. Why I'm a bit more vague. But yeah. Um, yeah, so you are you you three are modelling what it is to be kind, caring mothers, and the leader of our nation is the precise opposite, and this has to be made known to more people between now and the seventeenth. It I, seems to I, me. I feel like the only way to reach people myself, from what I've and what really impacts me is. You know, not that I I even want to look at it myself, but you know the photos of the people that have been have have um, died unexpectedly, um, adverse reaction. Seeing seeing photos of people like I know in America, they they put up people's faces and they. Yes. So aside, apart from reaching people emotionally, it's pretty tricky to meet them on a um, 
wavelength of a conversation nowadays. Yes. You can't because your frontal lobes aren't working logically with respect to this situation. They're only coming from their reptilian brain, which is operating out of fear. So you can, cannot use logic. You can only use emotion. And mm. from children, the 12 killed by Jacinda's vaccine. Elena, you're coming and going. I'm, uh, you're coming and going, Elena. Could you just repeat that last bit? Sorry. Not approach people from a logical point of view because their frontal lobe isn't working for this this particular topic because they are so afraid and they're working out of their reptilian brain, which only uses emotion. And unfortunately, the 12 children who have already been killed by Jacinda's vaccine, none of their parents so far are happy for us to use that information, their stories or their photographs to do exactly what you suggested, which is really, yeah. really sad and really, really disappointing. And... Yeah. Yeah, and I wish they would. I wish they likely, would. They have been paid out by the being, government. Being paid something. This is what mm. we. They have been paid by the government. Yep. Large amounts of money, and um, I don't think it would work on me. Uh, or, or, but you know, there you go. And it might maybe how there much, are threats. I don't how know. How much money do you put on a child's life? No amount yeah. of money can make up for yeah. you losing your child's life. Yeah. You would the fact that not. she thinks it can is disgusting. Mm. Anyway, my child, yeah. I have to go because he's on holiday yes. and I promised yes, I would thanks. at 10.30. So thank you very much, Lynette and Ofa, for coming on. Much appreciated. And you're both so brave and your sanity is completely intact. And, John, awesome. thank you. I don't know about yep. your sanity, but, yep. <laughs> <laughs> have a good day. Uh, I know John very well, so I can say that. Thank you, Elena. Okay, bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you. Thank bye. You. Have fun. Bye. I mean, perhaps this is uh, a good time to finish unless we've got um, any more revelations. Um, I'm very proud of, uh, of you both because in the absence of those, um, you know, the, the families of those deceased children allowing us to, to, to make them more real for the public, um, we... We have you guys to to make it real with your suffering. I defy anybody human uh, to listen to your stories and and suggest that you're making it up. I mean, there are people who think that Casey Hodgkinson is acting. Can you believe that? But they're not mm. fully human in my view, the people that think that, the people that can see her shaking away, suffering, uh, she doesn't need the attention, frankly. She doesn't. I mean, why would you? Um, mm. She would be an award-winning actress, so perhaps she should go straight to Hollywood if that's the case. But, you know, and you two, listening to you two um, is the same. Rest assured that if anybody gets stuck into you uh, suggesting that you're in any way faking, they're not fully human. Um, unfortunately, some of the vexed seem to be made nasty by that serum. Uh, that seems to be a common feature. But uh, mm. no one who is fully human could hear your testimonies and be anything other than impressed that they are, they are genuine and their hearts will go out to you. And you have done great good today. Um, and I thank you very much on behalf of all the people who are listening to this or will be listening to this. So unless anyone's got anything more to add, anybody? 
Ofra? Yeah, I, Lynn? I, I just thought to add, I, I don't see myself as suffering. I see myself as healing and discovering along the way. And yeah. I don't believe we're given anything that we can't deal with in life. And I've had the attitude, I've been through a lot of experiences. This would probably, because you can't get away from it, there's no break, you know, it's, you know, it's ongoing. I also yeah. have the nail bed thing, you know, I can't hold a phone and, and it's, I feel like heavy stuff in my, in my fingerprints. And, and it was interesting to hear that similarity of our symptoms. I do yeah. also have hope. My brother ordered me, um, and I get no money from this, and I'll post the link, a, a product, it's a technology that I'm wearing around my neck, and it's enabling me to be in Wi-Fi for three or four hours. So I, could, I got to watch a movie with my family. Um, with my, you know, my mum and my dad and my my sister and the kids the other day for the first time in months where I could actually have something streaming. You know, I have to ask wow. kids to take their devices into a different room. It's it's just, you know, it's embarrassing. But, you know, you have yeah. to, it's also educating people. Like Alana said, it's happening all the time. And, and seriously, this device is enabling me to um, be able to handle Wi-Fi for three or four hours a day. And then it starts to What's feel it called? Like What's enough. it? What's um, it called in case the, yeah. I'll, I'll post, I just posted the link. It's ears. It's A-I-R-E-S tech. And you can, they're on the stock exchange. It took my brother two years to buy it because he's been researching it. And he said, I'm going to buy you one because if it works for you, um, and they've got a 40% sale off the Boxing Day, my sister, my brother and I have all just bought the one that's $30 extra to do our whole house. It does 500 metres. The one I'm wearing I, did, I didn't even know. My son had the Wi-Fi on. I walked in and I slept for the first time with Wi-Fi in my house, unbeknownst to me. And I was kind of partly pissed off, but I was also like, wow, that technology is actually working because I had no idea. Normally my skin would prickle when, when I walked in the door, let mm. alone sleep in it. Mm. I, can't, I can't even have an Ethernet cable in my room without this technology wow. um, and watch a movie with an Ethernet. I have to download stuff to watch. So, well, so much for all this being a conspiracy theory, eh? This is what this is what people think. It's just a conspiracy again, theory. Yeah, but again, yeah. I reckon it's our vibration. If it, this is vibrational and frequency, and that's the work I'm doing now, I've had to walk away from my old, you know, resilience coaching and education and health, you know, part-time work that I did with kids and stuff because I can't see them because I'm I've mandated. So I do online stuff. But I, I think the most important thing is lifting our frequency even above the EMFs. And it just it's a self-discipline to raise up your vibration. And I think that's where it's all at. Even the, if we don't raise our vibration in relation to the five-year-olds, we can't be at our most effective way of intuitively guiding or suggesting or knowing when to say something when not to. Like it's really can you about, can you tell us a bit more? Can you tell us a bit more about what you mean by raising vibrations? I understand it's it's anything with waves, isn't it? Including music and and the way you speak and 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 so on. But I'll let I'll let you say it because you're an expert, aren't you? Uh, I don't think I, I think we're all learning. I, I I did some training in Akashic Records, and that's allowed me. And I've also done other training. I did Avatar years ago, and and it's about realizing ourselves as the source beings that we are. And when you emanate and lift your vibration, for example, when you decide to feel at will with the feeling of appreciation, you know, concern and worry is a really dense vibration. It will bring everyone down into a low frequency. Love and appreciation, whether it's a child or a pet or a, a scenery or a beach, you know, you can actually conjure up the feeling of appreciation. And um, I, I, so these I are do, things. These are these are not just feelings. Well, they are things. They are. 
it's for anyone sort of a down-to-earth bloke, if you like, who's thinking this is a bit wussy. What you're saying is that um, putting out feelings of appreciation, they have a wavelength, they have a frequency, they can do you good. Yeah, I used to work with kids who would think of pizza or chocolate or, you know, swimming and jumping off the wharf and they would feel the feeling and they could see on the technology because I was a heart math coach. I used to facilitate resilience coaching for kids and families and so they would be able to create a feeling that showed them when their heart was in, in a calibrated state of high performance, which, you know, does your whole nervous system, but ultimately it puts you in a high frequency. Yeah, and so that's where that's that. where this the spiritual inter, inter, intersects with the science. For those who are comfortable in the scientific realm, the frequency that you're talking about intersects with that realm. So they can yeah, feel a little bit more comfortable about that. Well, it's the part yeah. you have control over. You know, a lot of us are feeling like we've got no control, you know, and that's the one thing that I used to say to the kids, this is the one thing you can control. If you're being bullied or you're being, you know, you've got so much anxiety, you're a school refusal or whatever label people are given, none of us are our labels. None of us, I'm not suffering. I'm source. I can overcome anything. And it's just learning as yeah. a human to do that. And um, sometimes it's trickier than others. And sometimes you do feel like a victim until, you know, you lick your wounds and stand up again and go, okay, bring it on. So, you know, this is one of those bring it on moments. I didn't, I imagined doing this, but I didn't know how in August, yeah. but so, I imagined I'm going to this is your, you're actually in your, mm. yeah. So you're in your zone really. You, this, this, what, what began as an unfortunate experience to say the least is, is putting you in your zone. Your it's your time. Ofa, you were talking about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I just, I resonate with Lynette and what she says, and it is about raising our frequencies. And I've spent so many, well, two years of living in fear from the one o'clock news. And um, I just, what I'm going through, I know I'm healing. I'm not allowing this to um, take over me. I know God is healing me, and God's source is is the one that we need to hold on to. Um, we are in a in a battle, but it's. To, this has been healing for me <laughs> in a weird way. Uh, I, yeah. I absolutely hear everything. Like, I haven't seen my sister since my massage. Yeah. It's yeah. the division in families. It's real. It's happening out there, you know. Um, I've suffered on my own through this because I don't have anyone that I can talk to that would understand. So that's why, like, Finding Lynette, I have someone that has the same kind of symptoms as me. Lynette, you've got it so much worse, but I know that we're going to be able to heal ourselves in time and we will overcome this, whatever is afflicting us right now. And it's not a suffering, it's just um, managing it. And I, I do, I do believe in raising our frequencies because uh, the, the toxic level of uh, the frequency that we are in right now is is something that I want to change and mm. and it's yeah that's why I'm here I I wasn't going to come onto this show when I shared it with my son he asked me to not do it because he was so scared of being bullied and Jacinda if you're hearing that there's a 15 year old boy that's scared of being bullied because his mother goes online to share her story of how she has been hurt by this vaccine jab whatever you want to call it. It's disgusting. 
and needs to stop. Well, I'm very pleased you said, you know, opened up on, on some of this uh, family stuff. I was, I was hoping that you might because it's, it's so powerful because so many people will be going tick, 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 tick. You know, me too. Me too. Um, it's just affected every single New Zealander in some way, you know. I think if, if, if it hasn't affected somebody, they're, they're probably in the other side. I just, yeah. I'm just a person. I'm just a mother. I'm a concerned mother. And um, I just want, yeah, want to have my voice heard. We do have well, a voice well, and we do have a name and we do have we do have real symptoms. It's not in our head. It's physical and, and we have physical symptoms. Mm. There's one other there's one other aspect. I'm getting feedback for some reason. I'm not doing anything differently, but there's some sort of echo. There's another aspect to you, um, Ofa, that you sent me. It was a story that you and your brother made a citizen's arrest. And citizens, this is a while back, about a, uh, an arrest of a burglar, but um, I was talking about citizen's arrest with Liz Lambert, the lawyer, as a concept. Is it legal to make a citizen's arrest of people who are intentionally damaging children and others? Um I just thought it, it, it might be a, at a bit of a tangent, but uh, and I was thinking of, you know, and Liz said it, it might well be illegal in terms of the Vax vanners, people turning up at schools in a Vax van armed with syringes to take to five-year-olds who apparently are wards of the state when they are on school premises. That's pretty horrific, if true. I understand it is. It's a law change that I think Helen Clark made not entirely sure but you know this whole concept of what can we do and i just thought you, you just might like to tell us about that story it was actually in the paper Ofa. yes it was the, the, yeah <laughs> 10 years ago uh, i was living in christchurch and uh was working with my brother at home and we noticed uh he lived down a long driveway and this um, young man on a bike came down and he, my brother spotted him and he looked quite suspicious. So he called out to me and says, um, I think that guy was going to burgle us. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And um, he, rang the, he rang the cops and said, I think, and then they said, oh, we don't have a, a car to come and look at it. So anyway, we jumped in the car. We went around the, around the corner and we, we just followed him for a little while and saw him scoping out driveways, doing suspicious stuff. Anyway, he took off, ran, ran across the road and pinned him down and basically said, I'm making a citizen's arrest. I think I saw you come down my driveway. It looked like you were going to um, burgle my house. And uh, I don't want some house coming home to that. He pinned him down. We rang the cops. They were only a couple of, um, they were in Beckingham. And they came and arrested him. He had a backpack um, of utensils and yeah, utensils to uh, burgle and break in. So it can be done. I, I hear yeah. it's quite rare, but he yeah. he he did it, and uh, the guy was charged. 
So and you helped. Yeah. And it said in the article that the police didn't necessarily advise it, but they were, no, you know, they, they were they, grateful they were, that. Very much, they they dissuaded it. They did. They said, "No, we sh- you shouldn't do that." And I, I know now why. <laughs> Ten years later, <laughs> hearing you guys talk about it, <laughs> they don't yeah. want us to know. Mm, but you can do it. I'm yeah. sure we need. We need. But to I, I just think that's uh, it's it's reasonably pertinent to our times when we when we ask ourselves, especially those with with five year olds or six year olds, seven year olds, eight year olds, nine year olds, ten year olds, or eleven year olds, or other year olds. Um, when the reality hits that these these state snivel servants, as I like to call them, are going to descend on those children, when these parents are aware of what we are aware of, which is which is the mission really, uh, once they are aware of that, they should, I think, uh, do anything that they can do to avoid their children being essentially genetically modified or killed or maimed or sterilized or, you know, a combination of those. That's as bad as it gets. So some may well take it upon themselves to make citizens' arrests, and in my view they would be more than entitled to do so and argue it out with the judge if we can find a non-corrupt judge. But, you know, I just think that added something. Olfar, and thank you. Thank you very much for, for uh, telling that, that story. Um, no. So I, I think uh, unless either of you have got any more to say, I know Grant likes to get out on his uh, farm and actually do some work, and, and we've been uh, keeping him from doing that. So, Grant, thank you very much and uh, for all that you do. Um, unless anyone else has, has suddenly thought of something to add, like Lynn? Yeah, for me, I'd, I really want to say thank you to uh, my family for believing and supporting me through the process because, you know, that's been so, you know, I, I don't know how I would have been without that. And also my friends, you know, and on whatever camp they're in, um, you know, being able to hold that space for, you know, I have needed to dialogue. I am a bit of a chatty person at the best of times, so... At times I'm saying stuff they really don't want to hear, you know, um, and I have to pull back a bit. But um, and I'm, I'm really grateful for also new friends through Voices for Freedom as well. I've met, met a lot of people who, yeah. met a lot of people who that I really resonate with and feel like they've been my friend all my life already. So I'm grateful yes. for the support and the, the sharing and the, you know, up-leveling of educating each other and, you know, the care and, so, the, yeah. you know, the kindness, the true kindness that's out there, you know. I'm really grateful for that and now and now today as well. So thank you. So you're mod- modelling the gratitude that you were talking about earlier. And Olfar, I, I, I guess you can't quite say the same, but I hope that things with your family will improve um, as a result of this, of, of hearing your heartfelt comments. Um, I hope your son will be proud of you either now or later? Yes, I've come under an alias name, so uh, unless people uh, can uh, understand my my voice, I'm not too sure how my family will be. Uh, This is why I have been really scared to come on. Mm. Um, And And I think that's fine too. I I think that's fine that you don't don't need to invite any more, you know, unwelcome attention. 
and yeah. it's wonderful that you did. And uh, so thank you, ladies and gentlemen in the back office there. And I think with that, we'll say goodbye for now. John Ansell for Liberty NZ Podcast. And what I'd say is that we're all actually completely on the same page when it comes to driving vaccinations and making sure that we're doing everything that we can to reach people that we need to. This is an issue of... This is an issue... Sir, I'm going to ask... I'm going to answer the questions of the accredited media. Sir, I will shut down the press conference if you do not cease. Sorry, to our accredited members of uh, the gallery here, we might move to an inside venue. Unfortunately, we've got someone who's disrupting your press conference today, so we might reconvene. Thank you. Can we use the yeah, facility yeah, yeah. here? Sure Do you know whether or not it's open? Sorry, everyone. We might just try and flop it, go inside, and then hold it there, just so that we can have it in a bit more quiet, uh, quiet space for you. And if you want to listen to your order and you feel like you need to re-record, we can do that yeah, inside as well. Right. I'm going to go to the bathroom and then. Yeah, so it's just down here for the bathroom.